Bush and Ritchie, home time, and as we get to the end of the week, something new that we thought you guys would really appreciate. We've started doing it recently, and no one said anything otherwise, so we're going to continue. It's a new consumer feature. Yes. Where we try new chocolate that's on the market. Well, look, it's not just chocolate as well. We're willing to do a try anything. Make, Very good point. Makeup, uh, hand cream, yes. uh, hair products, anything someone sends us, even if it's not been properly tested yet, we'll willingly try it on this show. <laughs> uh, so uh, I've got in front of me here from the very good people at Ferrero. Uh, you may know of them for Rocher. Oh, yes. Um, brand new, not in round and dappled format, uh, but instead a crispy wafer with a hazelnut filling. This, 100 calories per bar. What, are they like Rocher, Ferrero, Rocher sticks? It's called a Ferrero Duplo, all right, which is a mixture of a chocolate bar and a Lego brick. Now, I'm I'm a little bit so uh, confused there. by this because I like what we've done there. Um, this Would would the uh, ambassador serve this at one of his lavish parties? He wouldn't be handing this out to different, um, you know, high-ranking officers of the embassy, would he? Well, let's take a bite and find out. I mean, in, in finger form, yeah, I could see these on, the, on a tray. Let's have a little look. Hints of quind- Kinder Bueno. And also, pretty much the hint of the significant note of um, of your Ferrero Rocher. Best of both worlds. Now, don't be put off by too men eating on the radio, because we will happily do anything at this point in the show, so... Mm, exactly. It's only because these new things keep on coming into test, we've got to do it. So if you've got face cream that you think... I haven't tested this yet. I'd want the boys to try it. Send it in. We'll do it. Do it in this in this slot. Home time at Absolute Radio. .co.uk So it's one big family here on Absolute Radio and to prove that point this is honestly true I did a tip run for Sarah Champion this morning so, she's lucky. She's moved to Leon C. I was doing a tip run for Champers because uh, we got our van. I was queuing uh, on the way to the tip as you do these. Even if you go dead early, there's still a queue. There's always a queue. Uh, and I saw three amazing sights as I moved along each stage in the queue. First of all, I pulled up next to a mattress that was stood upright. Beautiful. Five yards from the tip, mate. But they've got it in a little uh, lane on the way to the tip. <laughs> Second one, move along a couple of cars, uh, a trolley from Morrison's. Morrison's is miles away. Wow. So someone's wheeled it all the way down there. The third one... Uh, as I was literally about to go into the tip, look to my left, and if you follow me on Twitter, at Bush on the radio, I did a video of it. Uh, a, a fox just sat there watching watching people in. <laughs> Menacing. You know, they have a, a guy on the gates, uh, a tip to make sure you're not, like, sneaking in from the next jurisdiction. <laughs> it was like that, sat there bold as brass. And it got me thinking, right, this is like a little safari park, um, like Longley, you know, you drive through in yeah. your car, but with, like, urban stuff on it. So what we thought we would do, first hour of this show, uh, we're going to try and create our own hometime urban safari park. So day-to-day stuff from everyday life that you think oh that would be good and you may pay five quid and you drive around your car I've asked our producer Adem for some uh, jungle music because this yeah. is obviously about animals and he's picked us this wicked wicked jungle is massive you for today huh? <laughs> so look what day to day everyday thing could be in there uh, Rich has just tweeted now saying gotta have a burnt out car of course you have. Urban safari park. Yes. Now, you I mean, obviously, with your urban safari park, you have got your fox in there. The fox is so in there. So you can have some actual wildlife. It'd be, a, it'd be a mix of actual wildlife and then items that you might see in, in Britain 2021. I think urban safari park, you've got to have an aggressive swan in there somewhere. Oh. Every, generally, if you've got a town with, like, a canal or a river going through it, yeah. there's always a swan that's like, watch out for that swan. It's, it's really going at people yeah, at the Come moment. on, mate. Come on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe um, you can have, like, a, a load of rubber arms to see whether they will actually go for them because of course we all we know they will break your arm Uh, Wayne has tweeted us saying pigeons doing it (laughs) 
That's a great idea. That is absolutely spot on. The pigeons doing it in closure. I have to hold my hands up and say it was only a couple of years ago that I realised that they weren't fighting. Same with foxes. You know the noises foxes make mm. at night? I always thought there's them fighting each other for, like, yeah. turf. It's not. It's, it's like... It's not, no. Like mucky stuff. <laughs> Doesn't sound like that much fun. Uh, Marcus says, uh, a trolley in a river. Hashtag urban safari. That'll, that would work. Uh, Jim says, action man scuba tanks. He's referring to those little tin laughing gas bottles you find by park benches. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So it'll be a small cover charge to get in, but there's some real treats in there, as you can see. <laughs> what a great place to visit. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very current entry from uh, Anthony. Flocks of discarded masks. Th- they're says. everywhere on the floor of the moment, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. That's going to go in there. Uh, Jane's one's very niche. She says a bag of slightly open set concrete. <laughs> I would happily have that in the urban safari park. Thanks very much. It's one of my driveway right now. Is it? It's slightly set. It's beautiful. Wasted. Uh, Pete, what's going in? Trainers tied to a phone line. <laughs> right. And teenagers in their natural environment prowling around like a majestic wildebeest. But it's uh, glorious when you think about it. It is. Uh, it's uh, a glorious thing. The the trainers over the phone line thing is that gangs or is that just people mucking about? I heard it was no, gangs. I don't know. I always thought it was, uh, I was when I was a kid. I always used to wonder who's gone home without any trainers. <laughs> I want to be naive and think yeah. that it's actually just people trying to do that because I've I've often looked at it and thinking you must be here for ages trying to land them on that it's like that bit in the office where they're trying to throw their shoe over the pub yeah it's that kind of thing but I, I'd heard yeah. that it's it gangs gangs marking their territory by hanging their shoes maybe we'll find out maybe someone who's in the know uh, listening to Home Time this evening will will tell us gangs don't listen to this That's, we are quite big <laughs> in the gang community <laughs> this is not a gang <laughs> show we get a lot of emails from the Bloods and the Crips we really really do uh, good to speak to you man take care don't use a surname because I don't want any retribution. That's a good point. Uh, we're going to put you into a home-time witness relocation uh, project, so you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, fantastic. Scott says, trainers on overhead cables is a sign of a nearby drug dealer. Right. Is, is that right? How do you get their attention, though? Like, say, if you're in the market... Well, that's not, that's not a marketing campaign. There's just some trainers hanging over uh, some cables. That's not... How do you then go to make a purchase? It's it's not a question I have uh, entertained before. Scott, mate, get back on and just give us a bit more detail, would you? Sean says one slightly battered traffic cone, half hidden in the long grass. It's a very good shot because normally with your safaris, there's always some kind of uh, attraction yep. where you're thinking, are we going to see it today? Are we going <laughs> to see the lions? Are we, is, is the hippo out? In this case, it's your traffic and cone. How annoyed do you get when you go to the zoo and an animal, in your mind, can't be asked? to come and have you a walk feel, around the cave. You feel cheated, and in this case, the traffic cone's not come out to play. I'm sure I've seen it. It's just there in the corner. It's asleep. Keep your voice down. Uh, Lewis says, uh, how about a singular glove on a railing, usually found near a primary school? Yes. Trampoline for the dogs, says Lee. This is getting better and better. Uh, Paul says there's got to be a seagull pulling rubbish out of a bin. Uh, also, a <laughs> nice array of hubcaps lined along the wall uh, where they're presumably waiting for the owner to retrace their steps and collect them. That'd be a wonderful thing to see. I've got to have another one in as well. I think there's got to be a, a KFC chip tray uh, in honour of Rob Beckett from the weekend, but also on top of a bus stop. You know, there's, there's like an, a, maybe a whole section dedicated to stuff on top of bus stops. Yes. You, and, you, and then you have to go round on the top floor of a double-decker to be able to see it. Uh-huh. Again, we're just kind of brainstorming ideas. <laughs> Lana says you could have a squashed hog or any other roadkill. When have you seen a squashed hog? 
Lana, come on now. Yeah. Where do you live with that kind of thing? It's going a little bit against the safari vibes, I would generally say. It's not the kind of safari vibe that we want to go for. Uh, Lee, what are you putting in there? Uh, My suggestion would be uh, a BT open reach van parked on the side of the road with a little fella with a high beat with his head stuck in the green cabinet. (laughs) Uh, This is fantastic. That is happening at the end of our street right now as we speak. And if you ever walk around the back of them whilst they're doing that, the interior of that box is a disgrace. (laughs) (laughs) If you're you're a telecommunications engineer, right, you need to sort your act out because the state of that thing is like a teenager's bedroom. But do you think it's only like that because we only see it when the box is open and they're working on it? Hopefully when the box is shut, it's just they all tied, in order. Tied, well, I, don't I hope so. If it's like that, they're messing with people's lives. They need to sort their act out. Right, how do we get the message out maybe, to stop the game? Maybe it's just all a, 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 a facade. Maybe actually inside there's just a couple of little switches. They just make it look like that to make it look more important. Yeah, I mean, there's probably like tea and coffee and orange squash and biscuits in there. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Channel 4 dispatches on this where they go around with, like, pixelated faces and someone opens a green box just to show us what it's See, really what's like. What's really going on in there's there? There's hamsters in there. <laughs> now, so much of this is going to sound wrong, but I've got to say it as it is. I've been informed that I've got a night alone tonight. Oh. And I'm very much looking forward to it. I'll tell you why. And like I said, so much of this is just going to sound wrong. But Natalie's going out tonight. Okay. As you know, over the last few months, a lot of work has been done at home. One of the things that has happened at home, new light in the lounge. It's one of the smaller things that's happened, but there's a new light in the lounge. Oh, is it a nice, is it a spotlight? What's yeah, it's, it's a feature light. It's in the middle of the uh, middle, middle of the lounge ceiling. It's, I'd say, it's fancy. It's it's modern. It's a little bit kind of out there. Is it dimmer, on a dimmer thing? Or we can... It's not on a dimmer. It's just it's just an on or off, so it's quite old fashioned. Bright. It's an old-fashioned one. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing, right? And this is what blows my mind. We're not allowed it on. Okay. Because I don't like the big light on. I don't like the big light on. I'm with Natalie. I hate big light. Do you really? Big light on makes you feel like your mum's ironing a uniform on a Sunday night and you've got to go to school the next day. But here's what annoys me, right? A lot of time has been spent on deciding the big light for the lounge, but yeah. not allowed it on. Don't like the big light on. <laughs> What's the point of having it? Okay, so tonight, while she's out... Teddy's going to be on. What light do you think I'm having on? You're not having the big light I'm on. I'm having the big light on. Bush, it is an act of domestic rebellion. Natalie's going to get in and say it's like Blackpool Illuminations <laughs> in there. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's always side lights. Put the side lights on. Oh, the little occasional lamps and all this kind of thing. Whereas the poor old big light that we've had installed, it's not allowed on. Do you know what, though? This is weird because, like, for you, this is like burning money because you're a man that watches the meter. You've got the meter, the electricity meter. So you must be seeing that thing lighting up red like a Christmas tree. I will counter you and tell you that. Tonight, the side lights will not be on. So it'll balance things out. <laughs> Absolutely. ahead. Carbon negative. <laughs> uh, is there an act of domestic rebellion that you do something that, you know, when you are home alone, you do something you know that in normal circumstances, not allowed? This is a weird one, but if I'm home alone, I'll have bread and butter with absolutely everything I'm eating. Because Katie doesn't like me having bread and butter with stuff. I, again, I don't want to sound like I'm being held hostage, <laughs> but it's not worth the hassle. So, like, I, I would, if I was allowed it, I'd have bread and butter with every single meal, like even Chinese takeaway. Do you know bread what? And I reckon I could too, just okay. to mop things up. I can't think of a meal that wouldn't work with bread and butter. It's like an it. edible sponge. It really is. So, I'll, I'll have uh, white bread, dirty white loaf, and butter with anything if I'm eating on my own. Uh, weirdly enough, we've had a text from your wife Natalie who's texted to say, I turn the heating up when Richie isn't home. Where's that? There you go. That one there, second one down. 
And you can confirm that number is definitely her, because you know what the hometown audience are like. One second, I'm going to check the number. Because that could equally just be someone just... I thought it was a hoax, but I think it checks out as possibly being her. No, it is. It is. So, there you go. I didn't actually listen. It's the crank in the... Well, that's the first shock. Second shock, she cranks the heating up when you're out of the house. It works both ways, my friend. Wow. OK, that's backfired, isn't it? Lee says, when I make burgers, I have to take the George Foreman grill into the garden as my better half, Dawn, does not like the lingering smell. Needless to say, we all know where Lee does those burgers when Dawn is out. Come on, Georgie boy, back in the house. We are after your act of domestic rebellion after I boldly announced that I'm watching telly with the big light on tonight because my wife is out. The, the liberation in some of these messages that are coming into the show is just amazing. Listen really? to this, listen to how this is written by so they don't leave their name sadly it says it makes my wife sound like a vegan pacifist prude but I dine on one kilogram of homemade barbecue ribs I take a two hour bath listening to 80s pop with the door open and not getting dressed after followed by watching a war film with surround sound at full blast <laughs> that is my favourite text of the week Steve uh, share your little bit of uh, domestic rebellion please I put uh, car parts in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So your other half has got no idea you're doing this, Steve, right? No, none at all, yeah. I mean, I, I was in the middle of restoring a car and I took the engine apart and needed to clean the bits. Um, and I'd sort of read that it was good for a dishwasher. So, yeah, I put engine parts, pistons, carburetors, all sorts in there. Oh, my And that works? Yeah, it works fantastically. <laughs> <laughs> and your other half is none the wiser that this is going on? None the wiser at all. Wow, Brilliant. that's incredible. Thank you, Steve. No problem. I am a ham radio operator, says Paul in Horsham. Ooh. When my wife is on a business trip, the bigger aerials, the ones that are bigger than the house, go up. I'd love to get involved in ham radio stuff. It's the closest here in the UK that we'd get to... You remember watching, like, Cannonball Run and all that kind of yeah. stuff, where they're, they're, they're chatting to each other and, like, yes. convoy? I think we've got that in us. What do they do? What do they talk about, though, on ham radio? I, I, I don't know. They're just looking for people out there, aren't they? And just searching. It. It's <laughs> like the, the search for civilization. I might, be, I might have it all wrong, but I don't believe they even, like, have conversations. They just use, like... <laughs> Code words and that. Really? Yeah, like Roger and that. Rubber ducky and stuff yeah, like that. Kind of if, you, if you get into your ham radio, do tell us because we are quite curious about getting involved with it. Chris says, right, this is his rebellion. Three parts wearing outside shoes in the house, first one. Yeah. Soup straight out of the pan, second one. Mm -hmm. Having a bit of ham without delivery method, e.g., a sandwich, third one. I love that. Absolutely love getting a piece of ham, rolling it up like a little cigarillo. <laughs> Like a weird Fidel Castro. Yeah. Exactly like a meaty Fidel Castro. Also as well, one, one addition to that, uh, Home Alone, eating stood at the fridge. Yes. That's a good one as well, isn't it? Penny, what is it that you do? Well, we've had a tray of um, Ferrero Rocher that hasn't Posh. been touched. But what I've been doing, I've been opening the packet really, really carefully of each Ferrero Rocher. Then I get a bit of tin foil, roll it up like a ball so it's like a Ferrero Rocher, <laughs> and wrap up the Ferrero Rocher and put it back in the tray so it looks like there's still a full tray. Oh. It's like that bit in Indiana Jones where he puts a weight down and he steals the really uh, important cup of gargoyle thing and no one's yeah. none the wiser. Is it like that? You, you must have to really take some time to make sure that the paper, the tinfoil ball is the yeah, right size. not exactly perfect, but, I mean, he's pretty smart. So he might have checked it out by now. He might be just letting me think that I've got away with it. But Penny, what's his name? 
Darren. Now, you see, the problem here is, and I only learned this myself earlier on, is people listen. Uh, I did I know, not realise... He would probably be listening anyway because he does listen to the show on the way home. There you go. You see, Darren's going to get home and have a nice mouthful of tinfoil. <laughs> Has yeah. he got fillings? <laughs> no, he hasn't. Home time with Bush and Richie, and we're joined by a very special guest who has some cracking new music out. Hey, there you go. Did you get on that? It's an honour to welcome to the show music legend, Mr. Sean Ryder. It's a music legend. <laughs> You're not shy in coming forward. I was reading, obviously, we're really excited about the single coming out and the album a little bit later in the summer. It's referred to in the bump as the soundtrack to the summer. Right. If that is the case, what is a Sean Ryder summer? Is it is it cricket? Is it Wimbledon? Is it a foreign holiday? What is a standard Ryder summer? Up until not very long ago, it was like the company seat outside the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and have you relaxed during uh, the lockdown and everything, Sean? Have you kind of eased into a little bit? and uh, Or are you sick of uh, Zoom and video chats and all that kind of stuff? How have you got on with all those things? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of that. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's kept you busy, hasn't it? You know, but I, I have ballooned up big time, so... I'm, uh, What's your I'm vice, Sean? What's the thing that you've been eating that's made you pile it on if that's what you're saying well I, do you know what ice cream probably but I've got my thyroid I've got an underactive thyroid so anything you know what I mean I'm um, stick to my diet so it just balloons me hey well if you want to know I discovered today 75 calories for a fab <laughs> is that is that the lolly what, what's your lolly of choice uh, Sean <laughs> well about three boxes of them <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your solo album the album is called Visits from Future Tech Technology. Yeah. Uh, what tech that is here with us now would you bin that you've had enough of? What technology have I had enough of? Yeah. I could do without loads of mad texts and all that lot and loads of meaningless things trying to get me buying stuff or, or sending me mad emails for all sorts of stuff. So I could do without them. Uh, Sean, have you, have you had a pretend text from the post office or Hermes saying that you need to pay pound ninety-eight to release a parcel that was sent to you? Have you had one of those yet? I've not had one of them, but I've had other stuff like saying like my bank HSBC or whatever and my bank this and none of them are my banks that have been sending it me. So I've pretty much got that one day. Trying to have me over you. Yeah, he's not. Ryder not falling for the scammers, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, Sean, you, you, you've got up to all sorts in your time in terms of rock and roll. Uh, what band in the era back in the 90s could hold their own and keep up with you back in those days? Pretty much every band in the 90s, really. Even take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone was at it in the 90s, weren't they? <laughs> uh, if someone had said to you back in 1995 about It's Great When You're Straight, yeah? If someone had said to you, back then this album's going to go platinum and you're also going to be touring it 25 years later would you have believed them? Well my plan was to sort of uh, you know to have a, a a good selling album and to still be doing it 25 years later because I can't really do anything else now we can bear so it's <laughs> <laughs> a good job Alright well listen Sean it's been brilliant to speak to you uh, we always like to ask our guests on this show what they're having for their tea this evening uh, obviously ice cream for dessert what are you having before that? <laughs> well actually right I can eat. I've been I've been the pescatarian for like the last seven years, right? But I'm on this uh, I'm on this mad diet, keto diet. 
so I'm allowed to just eat steak. <laughs> it's quite a change from being a pescatarian. Yeah. Well, I was. I've been pescatarian for years, but because I'm on this uh, quick-fix keto diet to go into uh, some sort of state of a trance, it's just steak and mushrooms. Once again, if visits from future technology is the hit we think it's going to be, you'll be out there buying tomahawk steaks. 100%. Yeah, oh, so. Uh, anyway, well, we could chat to you about steak all evening, Sean, but we're going to let you get back to it. Lovely to speak to you. Sean Ryder, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Bush and Richie here with Home Time, uh, trying to uh, test as many different things as we can so that you guys are better uh, in the know when you head into your local confectionery store. Our chocolate consumer corner has certainly uh, been more popular than I thought it was going to be. Yes, if you would like to send us a product, we will happily taste it for you on this show. Uh, So, you know everyone's got like a a chocolate bar that you like, but sometimes when you're starving, you don't end up buying it because it doesn't, there's not enough of it. Absolutely. Uh, And it's probably a a better quality chocolate, but sometimes you're a bit of a piggy. Mm. That's why I'll go for a boost even though I overlook things like the Caramac, which yeah. is a fantastic chocolate Great bar. chocolate bar. Well, Caramac have, have decided to mix it up a little bit. They've added chocolate milk into it and called yeah. it Caramilk. Oh! So take your Caramac, mix it up a little bit, yeah. and they're in. it's the same colour as Caramac from before. Oh, you can yeah, see this little is, parcel yeah. here. Yeah. Richie, try one of those. Lovely, thank you very much. So this I, do, is, I do like a Caramac, so I'm very interested as to what this is going to taste like. This is a, the, the Caramac is a, is a, um, a chocolate bar that reminds me of being a kid, big yeah. time. So have a little taste of this. Again, apologies for the noises, but it's in the interest of science. Subtle. It's very subtle. Very subtle. Slight, like, buttery feel to it as well. Mm. Very nice indeed. I like it. Uh, the caramel is hinty. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's like a slightly cultured taste. Mm. The kind of thing you might enjoy as a snack if you were at an art gallery. Congratulations, Cabri, you've done it again. You've gone and done it.